With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hello and welcome to the Autosport Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Kalanorkas. Formula One has reached its season finale in Abu Dhabi, the last of 17 races in this remarkable season taking place during the COVID-19 pandemic. And it was the pre-event media day at the Yas Marina track today, with the biggest talking points coming out of the paddock on Thursday, the topics for our latest bite-sized podcast. So, joining me on the podcast tonight to discuss those topics and more is Autosports F1 reporter Luke Smith. Now, Luke, we're going to start with a bit of breaking news and uh, we'll bring it to the listeners as well, although I'm sure by the time this has been edited and published, uh, most people will have read it, hopefully on autosport.com, which is that Lewis Hamilton has been cleared to race in this weekend's event. So he'll be back alongside Valtteri Bottas at Mercedes, while George Russell will return to Williams. Uh, now, I'm just going to read out the Mercedes statement in full so that we all understand uh, the facts that have been released so far. And the statement says, uh, the Mercedes-AMG Patronus F1 team is pleased to confirm that Lewis Hamilton will drive for the team in this weekend's Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Lewis tested negative for COVID-19 on Wednesday prior to completion of his self-isolation period in Bahrain. This enabled him to travel to Abu Dhabi on Thursday afternoon and he tested negative on arrival. Lewis has therefore completed the protocols required by the FAA for his entry to the paddock tomorrow and will be able to take part in the race weekend. George Russell will return to Williams Racing for the final event of the 2020 season. 
So Luke, what's your reaction to that big breaking news? And also, can you explain how the day sort of played out? Because it wasn't clear all day really what would happen. I mean, at the track, I, I was hearing rumours that Hamilton was in Abu Dhabi already. You know, that sort of tallies that that was in the afternoon. That I heard that. But, you know, when it comes to this kind of speculation, you do get these sort of false things flying about. But nevertheless, he's back. And uh, yeah, what, what do you make of that? It's been a weird day on that front because I think a lot of people and a lot of fans in particular were kind of expecting Mercedes like this morning to say Lewis will or won't be racing this weekend. And as we've talked about right the way through the lead up to this race, ever since Lewis did test positive, we kind of pondered when he could return. They actually had up until right before qualifying to get him in the car if they really wanted to. We saw that with Hulkenberg when he stepped in the Nürburgring. So Really, I think that it was kind of a bit of hiding to nothing for people who were waiting for some news immediately. And it was really just a case of Mercedes waiting to find out what was going on. And they always made clear that if Lewis did test negative, then he would be racing this weekend. That has now happened. And the timeline and stuff, I mean, that's something you can't rush. I mean, you've got to wait until you return that negative result, then get around all of the various entry requirements for Abu Dhabi and the Yas Island lockdown that obviously you're dealing with at the moment as well, Alex. And it's all a sort of... It was never going to be as simple as Mercedes just saying yes or no. So I think, yeah, it's been it's been a weird day on that front in terms of a lot of waiting around. And um, a friend of mine who's a F1 journalist for one of the tabloid newspapers, he's kind of been saying, well, what's the story of today? Because nothing's really happened. And now it has dropped, I'm sure, just after their filing deadline as well, unfortunately. But uh, still, it's, uh, yeah, it's a good story. I think it's good to see Lewis back in the car. Obviously, it is nice that the world champion can bow out at the final race of the season, that... Bahrain the first time wasn't the last we saw of him this year but you do have to uh yeah I think spare a thought for both George Russell and Jack Aitken Russell back in the Williams after coming so close to winning on his very first race for Mercedes he's now going to be shooting for points at the absolute maximum and uh yeah for Jack Aitken he's uh, already joked that he's going to be joining Stoffel van Dorn playing some Call of Duty this weekend probably very good, very good. Well, yes, it's. Uh, I don't. I don't think uh, Lewis Hamilton will have been squeezed through a gap in the uh, the roadblock that they've erected. Uh over the over the road that leads into the track or so it runs just by the track imagine he was uh, whisked in in full comfort and potentially full secrecy this afternoon it's just speculation no idea if that's true but um but yeah i mean it, it was interesting today because as you said this we, as we said this wasn't confirmed until very late in the day here in abu dhabi it's just gone or it was just coming up to 10 p.m when that, that news uh, was released um and that meant that Aitken and russell did the media day did the media duties for the teams they raced with last weekend Aitken at williams and, and russell at mercedes and it was sort of, it wasn't awkward. I mean, I mean, I, I went along to the Mercedes session. Russell took everything in his stride, just explained, you know, yep, if Lewis tests negative, um, then I'll be back, back at Williams. But I've, so far, I've been totally preparing to, you know, to be racing the W11 this weekend, going over things with Pete Bonington and the engineers and getting ready. So he didn't do a track walk with the Mercedes engineers, just, but that's just, maybe that's part of their normal process. Um, but what was Jack Aitken like in the, in the, in the Williams session? How was he sort of looking ahead to a weekend of, a little bit of uncertainty at the time much the same I mean he said he was completely in the dark and obviously he was as eager as anything to get back in the car and to prove himself again and I know that Jack was privately quite disappointed actually with how Bahrain went because it was a pretty clean weekend 
nearly out-qualified Nicholas Latifi until the final runs in Q1 and then got beaten. And then in the race, yeah, he was driving a pretty pretty clean race until his mistake that brought out the safety car and then obviously sort of set the wheels in motion for everything else that happened at the end of the Sakir Grand Prix. But he, uh, I think he was really excited to get another chance in that car and to really sort of prove what he can do. But he, uh, yeah, right the way through the media sessions, he said that look, I, I don't know what's going on for sure this weekend. Obviously, I want to race, but I'm in the dark as anybody is. And it was just a big waiting game, really, to learn what Lewis's condition was and whether he had a positive or negative test result. So it's, uh, yeah, I think you've got to feel a bit disappointed for him because it's not the way he would have wanted his single showing in F1 to go. And I think that if he wanted to sort of look at other race program stuff next year to go with two F1 starts on the belt rather than one, I think it would, uh, yeah, would obviously help things. But uh, yeah, instead he's going to be back in that reserve role for the rest of the weekend. And who knows? I mean, that might be the last we see of him in Formula One, which is crazy. We just, we really don't know what the future holds for him now. So it's, uh, yeah, I think a bit of a pill, a bit of a bitter pill to swallow, I'm sure. Definitely. And of course, we wish uh, wish Jack Aitken well with whatever happens uh, going forwards into 2021. Um, but yeah, let, let's come back to, to Lewis Hamilton. And, you know, he released a video earlier on this week, sort of giving an update on how things were going. That was sort of the first time anybody had sort of heard from him speaking publicly since the news of his positive test was announced. And he didn't sound totally healthy and firing all cylinders. He sounded exactly like a person who's had a sort of mild, we hope, case of coronavirus would expect a bit under the weather. But, you know, he seems still fairly upbeat. But, yeah, how how badly or how much, that's probably a, be- probably a better word, how much do you think that might impact uh, his performance this weekend, having to recover from, uh, from that illness? I think it's definitely something that has to be taken into account. And talking to people who've had COVID, and I think even for drivers, I believe you spoke to Lance Stroll today, for example, about sort of the impact of, long COVID I think they call it and COVID fog and sort of the idea of that even after you test negative and you're clear there's still just the after effects that just take a while to, to wear off and you hear of people sort of taking weeks to shake out of that that they'll be they'll be fine but then it'll come sort of three four o'clock in the afternoon and they'll just feel so tired and out of energy completely and it's all sort of the after impacts of it and Lewis obviously is I mean he's as fit as anything so his body will be well conditioned sort of not back as much as possible from covid but i mean same goes for lance stroll i mean he's a he's an elite level athlete so his body again will be sort of trained to deal with anything that's thrown at it but if he's still feeling the impacts then that really does say a lot so it's it's really hard to know i think that lewis will probably want things to go as smoothly as possible and just back to normal this weekend but i think we've got to maybe just understand that if he's not sticking it on pole position by half a second and dominating the race completely then there's probably a reason for that yeah, absolutely. You're right. I did speak to, to Lance Stroll earlier and he sort of explained, sort of unprompted really, just what an impact the sort of the, the having COVID had uh, had had on him. Because it, it's first of all, it took him out of a car for a long time. You know, he was he was ill after the Russian Grand Prix and then obviously he missed all of the Eiffel Grand Prix weekend. And he was just saying that, you know, when he when he did get back in the car, it was he could still feel it happening, you know, dizzy under the weather, just generally not at the right level. So it wouldn't be wouldn't be a complete surprise for that to happen to Lewis Hamilton this weekend, but we shall um, we shall we'll see see how he's feeling after practice tomorrow, FP one, FP two coming up, and then the rest of the weekend. Um, but also, what does uh, what does this news mean for George Russell? He goes back to Williams with his with his reputation really massively enhanced, considering what he did last weekend. 
Completely, yeah. I think that there can be no denying that George Russell now, any question marks we might have had of how would he fare if he was put in a top cart have all gone away. We know how he'd fare. He would nearly put it on bowl. He would nearly win the race. So I think that it has now really boosted his reputation. I think that everyone is now widely expecting him to get that Mercedes seat for 2022. I think that perhaps the saving grace if you're Valtteri Bossas is that George hasn't had two races to really prove things. So it's it's really a one race sample that we've got to go off. And that can be quite dangerous. It can be quite dangerous to jump to assumptions. And a lot of people did say after George's brilliant display in the Sakir Grand Prix, let's just slow things down a bit. It's been only one race. Like we don't know for sure. Valtteri called it a Mickey Mouse track. He wasn't really happy with it. And I think that he, he himself may actually have wanted a chance deep down to go up against Russell again this weekend just to prove on a proper racing circuit and with a full weekend and everything like that that he, he can beat Russell and is the guy Mercedes should have to take going forward so it's uh yeah I think it's it's going to be interesting how George gets on he said today that he'll whenever he would go back to Williams this weekend now he would go back with lots learned lots to sort of get under his belt and, and feel a better driver for it and I think uh yeah it'll be quite interesting if he could maybe if this could be the weekend where he were to pick up a couple of points in that Williams, for example, I think that would be a, an enormous statement, an enormous way to follow up last week. But I think in the short term, he'll just be, be glad to have a, a car that is now suited to him again. It's uh, all moulded to him. It'll fit him right and he can get back in his normal race boots, uh, size 11, as they should be. Absolutely, absolutely. And you make a good point about, you know, it's one race, that's a very small sample size to go on. Uh, and I don't think Mercedes is the type of operation to just sort of, you know, make a make a massive decision based on, the, on the, the smallest amount of information. But I also think it's equally true that the reverse of the situation you described, Luke, is true for Valtteri Bottas. He, he, has, he is now missing the opportunity to immediately hit back against George Russell and therefore his reputation until he either gets another chance or a decision is made or he beats Lewis Hamilton to the world world title in 2021 assuming of course Hamilton signs his new contract which of course we expect then his reputation is not necessarily irreparably damaged but it's taken a significant hit and he doesn't have the chance to immediately put that right so what do you think he needs to do this weekend is there anything he can do what, what, what what's a good outcome of the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix for Valtteri Bottas considering his uh, his illustrious teammate is back well if he were to comprehensively defeat his illustrious teammate then we would all go oh well Lewis has had Covid so surely it's not to be expected that he's firing on full cylinders so he can't win can he, he? Can't. no he really can't poor Valtteri Bottas no I think that yeah I think he He's got to basically go out there and just just do what he can. If he can sign off this season with a win, great, and and uh, get put it on pole, win the race, fantastic. And then I think really the fight to save his seat for twenty twenty two that is the start of next year. That's when it really begins. And I think that this the the outcome of this race, I don't think it really matters. People aren't really going to be talking about Valtteri Bottas saving his skin or anything like that after Abu Dhabi. I think they're going to go okay. Well, he's We've seen what George can do in that Mercedes. Valtteri at max, assuming he were to win this weekend, has won three races this season, while Lewis has won 11, potentially 12. So really, the, the level's completely different. And I think it will be dependent on the start of next year, what they what they do. I think Mercedes know they've got to make an earlier decision. I think that it's got to help both drivers as much as they can with that. So really, it's going to be the opening sort of stages of next season that I think really do make or break Valtteri Bottas' future at Mercedes. 
But this weekend, yeah, I think he's just got to go in and just do what he can. He said that he's feeling good. He said that he hasn't looked at any social media or any news uh, since last Sunday in Bahrain. He said that obviously the media were not out for him, but we were asking a lot of very pressing questions, as as we are fully entitled to, and as I think as was to be expected after that race result. Um, yeah, and he said he feels really good for that. So hopefully that can bring out the best of him this weekend. But I think even if he were to win it, dominantly i don't think it would really make a huge amount of difference for his future going forward absolutely well luke let's move on to the last topic for our bite Size podcast which is our regular thursday slot sergio perez and his future career prospects um no real news to speak of today but there was an interesting line i gather on uh, on some little, little bit of contact between a senior red bull personnel and perez after his win last sunday what was that all about yeah, the whole F1 paddock pretty much in its totality was delighted to see Sergio Perez win that race. It was a really, really cool result. I think everyone was nice to see one of F1's really apart nice Apart from guys. George Russell. Apart from George Russell. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's it's great. And maybe McLaren as well. I don't imagine they were best pleased in their fight for third. But it's, um, it's obviously and led Renault. to lots of... And Renault. And Ferrari. Sorry, I'll stop, I'll stop now. Um, but it has uh, and obviously that led to a lot of very kind messages being sent Sergio's way by a lot of the team bosses and that also included Rebel advisor Helmut Marco and obviously Helmut is very much involved in deciding who will be racing alongside Max Verstappen next season weighing up Alex Albon's future do they want to keep him or not after I think how the last race went I think the argument is getting thinner and thinner for that to happen I think that Checo has done everything within his power to, to stake a claim to that seat, even winning a race. So, yeah, the fact that Marco did get in touch, I think that was very interesting. I think Checo is, uh, yeah, happy to share that piece of information because that definitely sort of adds into everything going on right now. And there was there was also a, a picture of Checo and Marco talking together in the Bahrain paddock that has been doing the rounds quite a lot in the last week or so. And again, like, they could be talking about the weather or what they're having for their dinner or whatever, but it is just, this is the sort of last ember of F1 silly season we've got. And it's such a big part, though, deciding who gets that seat for next year. Do we see Checo on the grid at all next season? So, yeah, I think it's really interesting. And the fact that Marco's getting in touch with him, I think that that's pretty interesting. Would he be doing that if he, uh, if he weren't interested in signing him for next season? I'm not sure. But Daniel Ricciardo did say today that he thinks that Marco has softened a little bit uh, over the years. So I thought that was quite interesting. But, um, yeah. It's all very telling, all very interesting times, I think. It absolutely is. I was also very amused to see Max Verstappen, uh, the picture of Max Verstappen, uh, walking out of the press conference area carrying a chair because he said he was going to do that, having been third behind the Mercedes drivers so often this season. I could see the headlines now. Red Bull's Verstappen takes seat action or something like that. That would spice spice everything up and uh, set people talking. But anyway, absolutely ridiculous. And on that silly note, we shall end. Luke, thank you very much for coming on the podcast tonight. And thanks to everybody listening along. Now, just before we go, we'd like to remind you that the latest issue of Autosport magazine came out today and is available on the supermarket shelves and in newsagents, as well as on the doormats of subscribers. There'll be a new issue of the magazine for you to pick up every Thursday, packed full of news, analysis and the usual stunning photography. And of course, if you want unlimited access to Autosport from the comfort of your home, visit autosport.com slash plus to find out how to subscribe to our digital package. We'll be back soon with another episode of the Autosport Podcast. Ooh. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Most footwear brands overlook natural materials for cheaper synthetic alternatives. But when it comes to quality, Mother Nature knows best. Allbirds took that idea and ran to create their iconic wool runners. Wool runners are made with premium supernatural materials that are both comfy and durable. So you can run to the ends of the earth or just to the store. Plus, they're machine washable to stay looking as fresh as the first day you got them. The Wool Runner Upper is made with superfine ZQ certified merino wool that's breathable, temperature regulating, and moisture wicking. And the sugarcane-based sweet foam midsoles cushion your feet and put a little bounce in every stride with all-day support. Allbirds are constantly innovating to increase the performance and longevity of their materials. Even on your toughest outings, you'll wear out before your shoes do. This year, take a big step forward for Mother Nature with the Allbirds Wool Runner. Discover your perfect pair today at allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.